Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. You're listening to Footy Prime News and Such. Your one-stop destination for footy news and such. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Good Friday and welcome to Footy Prime's News and Such. Shaman here, Brennan's here, Wong is here, Craig's here. Dunlop will be here at some point. I'm sure. Hey, fellas, how's it going? Great. How are you guys doing? Just super. There's B. He showed up now. Hey, hey B. How's it going, mate? Train left, buddy. The train left. Oh, yes. His microphone turned on. Wow. Well, listen, boys, it's a big few weeks for Canadian soccer. Later this month, the women hook up with South Korea at BMO Field. The men, of course, play Panama and Vancouver on Sunday. Then it's Curacao and Honduras in the Nations League. But before all that, on Saturday, at Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton, Forge become the first CPL team to appear in a Canadian Championship final when they meet TFC in the 2020 final. See, I'm confused. <laughs> I'm sure you are. But just blame the pandemic why, why we're playing a final from 2020 in 2022. My head's just freaking going nuts about all this, all, all this stuff. Um, I'm also confused by our guest today because there's no way that he can actually be 31 years old. I, I remember covering him in his early days at TFC back in 2011, 12, maybe, that many years ago. Now he's with Forge. Welcome, Ashton Morgan, to Footy Prime. Ash, how's it going, mate? Good to see you. I'm good, I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. Nice to see everybody here. It, it, it's, nice, it's nice to actually finally have a likable left back on the show. Oh, of course. <laughs> do you guys let me ask you i mean we talk about the goalkeepers union right and craig's always chirping about that but is there like a like a left back union jimmy ash is there do you guys have this kind of weird bond because of where you played of course special left foot yeah for sure for sure it, no it's it is i think all lefties kind of stick together there's, there's a mutual respect i remember at tfc when ash was coming through this young buck and had bags of potential and we knew at one point he was going to be making his debut for TFC and he had a great career with the club, winning championships and 
it was uh it's good to see how much he's progressed and came along hey Ashton, it's amazing isn't it how quickly your the career goes by though isn't it yeah definitely has flown by i'm i know like a yeah 31 but uh i was like wow like i was just literally starting yesterday it feels like you know but uh being here at forge i do feel uh you know revived and young with all especially the young group around me and stuff so yeah it feels uh feels good mm-hmm. it's funny though because when when you're a player and i remember when i was young and the older guys used to say to me enjoy every minute it goes by quick yeah and then some days, yeah. like some some seasons, it's a bit of a grind, and I'm like, "Fucking hell, this is taking forever. This is not this season's not ending." But then, yeah. with a blink of an eye, you're retiring, and you're going, "That's it. The game boots are hung up. It flies by. It really does." Yeah, yeah. Those words definitely, yeah. Enjoy while you're you're in it, while it lasts too. So I'm trying to soak it all up as and I have been trying to this entire time, you know. But uh, yeah, definitely, it flies by. So Ash, what's it like being the, the older guy, the veteran in that in that young room? It's a very hungry young team. There's obviously a winning pedigree. You, you walked into an organization that that started on the right foot winning. Uh, what's it like being the veteran with that unit? Oh, it's great. You know, uh, I guess I get to where, you know, I'm in a different position now where I am. Yes, like you said, the, the one of the older guys. And I, I just get to help out in any way I can, whether it's on the field, off the field. And just with all my experiences I've, I've been through in my 12 seasons, I could, and now I get to... Uh, you know, teach and preach and, you know, share those stories and share those those special moments and those special bonds that I've, uh, you know, I've created over the years with other teammates at other teams. And uh, I get to, you know, share those moments with these guys here. And I, so far, they've been listening. They've been very excited about it. And uh, to, you know, I'm just here to help as well as, as well as I can. So if any 20 final, are you actually a real Salt Lake player this weekend? <laughs> yeah, could be. <laughs> is he is he allowed to play? <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I definitely did ask. Him. I was like, wait, am I allowed to play this game? <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? I mean, you've been in what I think this is your final, but I mean, obviously with the pandemic, it is strange. I mean, what is the feeling in the room? It's a huge moment for the Canadian Premier League. It's a huge moment for Forge. No. We, we know that, but it is odd, isn't it? Yeah, for sure, but. We get to play for a trophy, you know, and uh, I know the boys here are buzzing. You know, we have the trophies out right now and just uh, it's going to be good. I feel uh, this game, especially against TFC and Forge, has been like, you know, it's been brewing up since uh, the CPL has started, you know, and uh, it's going to be a good one uh, tomorrow for sure. With the, with the, the changes in the Canadian Championship, when you see, you know, the CPL coming in, teams coming into it, it, it seems to be growing every year. The interest is getting better. The CPL teams are challenging. They're they're not getting blown away. It seems as though there's a fine line between, you know, really MLS and, and CPL, really. And Forge has done an amazing job in the league. How is it working with Bobby? Bobby, yeah, man. He, again, he just loves football. You can see how much he loves the game and how much time he puts into our day-to-day, you know, he is he could, I feel like you watch football when he wakes up till he puts his head down, you know, and he definitely preaches about the game and how he wants to play. And for the lads here and all of us, like we just feed off of his energy. You know, he's the he's a man at the top and we just are feeding off of his energy and trying to match it, if not try to trying to pass it. So it's good. Uh, he's created a good environment for us and a special environment for us. Like myself and Kyle Becker, we're here just to help that and add to it in, in any way we can. Ash, who controls the music in the change room? And do they have to play music that's only from 2020 and before for the final? <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, so I feel I feel Kyle like that should be a rule, back. right? Yeah, Kyle was doing some throwback Thursdays yesterday in the change room. Yeah, boys were buzzing, but yeah, it's all it's again 2020 Canadian Championship. <laughs> so you, you mentioned about you know what it's like playing under Bobby and how professional it is. I mean, was that a surprise to you when you you joined the CPL? Obviously, coming from MLS for so many years, it's it's become so professional over the last decade or so. Did that surprise you when you when you went to Forge? Yeah, definitely. You know, when I finally got here, just to see the whole setup and training grounds and everything, all our resources we had here, I was surprised. You know, I didn't think it was going to be this far. But, uh, you know, I think the gap between MLS and the CPL with the resources, yeah, it is getting, there still is a difference for sure. But there's definitely, I have everything I need here and uh, very comfortable and very excited every time I come, come to training. As how excited are you that your opponent in this 2020 throwback final is Toronto? FC and not like Montreal. You get to go up against your own club in this very weird throw throwback in time. Yeah, it's still it's still weird for sure. It's still weird. Didn't expect it to be fair. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like uh, I've never played against my home club, my hometown, like you know, my, my boyhood club. So it's definitely gonna be a, a good one. Who's first your first target? target? Oh, oh so. <laughs> Uh, if you got to go out there also. Little 50-50 ball. Just go, come on, also. Let's get into yeah. this one. If he, if he plays, we'll see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how, how are you feeling, Ash? I mean, you've, you've had some injury concerns uh, so far this season. How are you feeling? Oh, I feel great. Uh, I feel great. I feel great. I know we had an early start to our campaign here, but uh, honestly, it's been great. Uh, body feels good. Hamstrings are good. So I'm just ready to get going fully again, get get rolling again. Because, I mean, we will joke about, you know, 10 years at TFC or 12 years, whatever, you know, you're 31, you're not actually that old, especially with, with modern football. You know, we're seeing players play, you know, well into their mid-30s. How much do you think you have in the tank? Oh, man, I don't know. It's going to go into the wheels fall off, man, because, again, <laughs> we, only do, we only could do what we love for so long, right? So I'm going to go until I can anymore. So we'll see, we'll see when that date is. <laughs> hey, Ash, I keep asking Charmin the same thing. You know, when does he think the wheels are going to fall off? So, hey, man, uh, I'm in my prime, pal. I'm in my prime. Look at this. Footy prime. Footy prime. <laughs> for eat, yeah, right, for eating pies. <laughs> I don't eat them. Yeah, there's one big wheel on them. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's not turn this into a slamming Charmin's fat fit issues here, okay? All right, we've got an athlete on here. We've got about four minutes left here, so let's turn it back to, to Ashton Morgan here. Um, you know, those memories, though, at TFC, I mean, when you first went there, you're a young guy, bright-eyed, you know, you've got the veterans around you, Jimmy, for example, you know. Were you coaching at that point, Jimmy, or playing when Ash first first arrived? I was playing. You, you were playing, right? Yeah. Was I? Yeah, it was. Not really, but you were. Yeah. <laughs> he was in the playing squad. Do you remember? I, I was there. I was about to retire. I was holding on. How yeah. broken down was he, Ash, when you first met Jimmy Brennan at TFC? How broken down? No way. Jimmy was flying, man. <laughs> Jimmy was flying. Still flying. That's, 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 I mean, that's that, that, uh, royalty for the club, man. That's royalty for the club. Hey, club legend, his name's man. emblazoned beside some greats. And Danny Dickio. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. good to see there on the, the wall of shame. I mean, wall of fame, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> tell us, I mean, um, the fullback position has changed so much, right? Even even through your career, it's changed. You must be looking at yeah. some of these guys nowadays and how they play the game. I mean, it's, it's suddenly a really, really fun position to play, isn't it? Yeah, really fun, very important to 
the buildup and how you know plays finish. You know, so a lot of expectations and uh, responsibility now for uh, as a as a fullback, wingback, however you want, want to phrase it. But uh, yeah, it's uh, again there's a lot of responsibility and uh, it's an exciting time to also to be a fullback. So it's great. Yeah. Hey Ash, don't you, there's one thing you hate being a fullback. It's great going forward. But when you have to make that 70-yard run back, it's a killer. <laughs> yeah, and just when your midfielder doesn't want to, you know, back you up or give you a break for a second, catch your breath for a second. Yeah, and you're, you're yelling at them to fill in. They're like, no. <laughs> you're <serious laughs> and like, yeah, and that's that's when the goalkeepers yeah. kick in, too, because it's like, oh, really? Oh, oh, you want to bust your balls going forward, do you? Yeah. Yeah, what about yeah. me back here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, exactly. Craig, is that is that why you didn't develop the Ederson seventy yard pass down the wing? Is that why? Because you didn't want to put yourself in that compromising position? No, because I was just <laughs> shit at ball striking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ash, you, you mentioned you're amazed at how much football Bobby watches. How much do you watch? And from a from a left back or a study position, who do you watch and who do you like? Who do I watch? Who do I like? Yeah, I'll say Andy Robertson for sure. You know, Trent Alexander Arnold for sure. Cancelo. You know, a lot of those guys for sure. Prem's always on whenever I can. A lot of games on TV here when we uh during the season as as we've been going on. Yeah, those guys for sure. They're decent, aren't they? Listen, I know you got to run here. Um, we talk about Bobby, and he's a good guy, Bobby, but he's got a video session planned right now for you, and, and he might not appreciate you, you being late because of us. So so thanks so much for joining us, Ashton. It's really great. Good luck tomorrow. Like I said, it's a huge moment for CPL and just for mm-hmm. Canadian football in general, I think, as the gap slowly closes. So thanks so much and good luck. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate all, it. All me. the best. All the best, Ash. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That is Ashton Morgan of Forge. And as mentioned, yeah, taking on Toronto FC, fellas, in the 2020 final. I mean, just, yeah, I'm still kind of head spinning about that, why it's the way it is, but they had no choice, <laughs> unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, what... Wouldn't it be great if they had to pull back all the players from 2020? Superb. <laughs> Wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Wherever they are. Yeah, wherever wherever they, they are, we're loaning you for one game. <laughs> what a, let me ask you guys, what, 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 what era, what generation would you like to play a match in, right? If it wasn't your era, is it like a different era that let's go back mm. further than just two years in this case, obviously, but I mean, would it be in like the seventies or would it be the sixties yeah. Would it be yeah. uh, the coal miners against the aristocrats in 1883? Would it be now? When would it be? You know, a 1970 World Cup would have been kind of cool, wouldn't it? Oh, yes. I tell you, I would have hated to play in England in the 70s. Oh. In 60s, did you see that, that football? They kicked oh. the shit out of each other. It was like rugby. Yeah, they did. Not to mention the Wait, men. How injury prone you were just by being on those mud pitches. My God. I mean, the pace of the game was great because it just seemed like everybody was just having a little stroll. <laughs> just so direct, right? And, and as a defender, yeah. as a left back, Jimmy, you wouldn't be bursting out the wing, would you? <laughs> your, your, no. your job is to defend back in that era. Yeah. You're back four, just stay. <laughs> Nobody goes forward, stay. <laughs> Flat back four. <laughs> yeah. No, but you know, when you talk about errors, going back, I don't think I'd want to go back and play. I would love to play today. Yeah. Really would love to play today. I think modern football and the way it is now, how fast it is, and I would love to be on the pitch in some of these big games. As a a young 19-year-old, though. Yeah. How much of it is that your position has evolved and and to to be so much more integral? How how much of it is that and how much of it's the rest of the game? I mean, the game's always evolving and tactics are always changing. And you you see now where there's a lot of interchanging movements and 
you know, wide guys are coming inside, inside players are going outside, you know, drop forwards now and midfielders going beyond strikers. And so you've got to be, I mean, playing in the top leagues, you, you've got to be clever. You've got to be very intelligent player um, because the tactics have changed so much and everybody's trying to get that little bit of advantage because the teams are so, they're so competitive and the players are so, you know, so much the same these days. But I think for me, it changed when they started bringing in that wing back position and whoever came up with that, I would love to slap them <laughs> because <laughs> as, as wing backs, the amount of running you used to do was incredible. You know, going forward, you're thinking you're bombing on, you know, a 60, 70 yard run. Well, just as fast as you got forward, they're screaming at you to get back. So now you're doing a 60, 70 yard going all the way back. Cause they always say go forward, but your resting points back in that back four. So, that used to be a killer because at times you're going, oh, God, if I, I want to make this run, but I know I've got to get all the way back because I know nobody's spelling in for me. Well, hey, Jimmy, you were uh, you were under George Burley as well, uh, yeah. a manager that was actually playing when I arrived at Ipswich. Uh, he was my manager as well at Ipswich. Uh, um, actually, he was the manager when we got hammered 9-0. So his pregame talk was uh, they're not going to expect us to attack. That didn't quite work out that way. But George Burley, going back to him as a player, Sir Bobby Robson uh, at Ipswich Town had his fullbacks. And George Burley would have known us if he was one of the first that I saw actually play that position like the modern day. Sir yep. Bobby Robson was already doing that. Even when Frank Gallup, Canadian international, was playing for uh, Ipswich, the same sort of thing, very much like the modern wide players that you didn't really see very much. Um, yeah. uh, but it was starting to evolve. And I guess a guy like Sir Bobby Robson would have been ahead of his time anyway. But uh, certainly you worked under George. Uh, yeah, he, would have had, under, yeah. he would have had you bombing down the line. Yeah, and a lot of, lot of managers, I mean, Paul Hart, where, you know, in possession, I was playing as a left winger and the right back was playing as a right winger. And then you'd have inverted wingers where they would come inside. Mm -hmm. Right. So we, as soon as we got the ball, we were gone right away. Our starting positions had to go very, very high. Um, and then the only time when we lost possession, that's when you had to drop back in and get your shape as quick as, as quick as you could. Um, so I, I mean, you know, I did that for years, but at Norwich, I, I played more, um, in the center midfield. I was more of a center midfielder and, um, and a left midfielder didn't play left back much at all at Norwich. And then when, when I went to Southampton with George, then it was back into that wide and high fullback position. Do you know how many miles you would run in the game to me? An awful lot. <laughs> but they must have been, were you wearing bibs at the end? Like they were clocking you. At the yeah. End. Yeah. We, we had, we had the GPS systems on us, you know, normally at 12, 12, 13 kilometers a game. Really? Yeah. And, and then, so when you were doing this as a, at York and someone like Abzi, like how, what are they running in comparison? Same. Yeah, roughly probably the same. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just not stopping. Your central midfielders are gone. But it's it's different because with with the wide players, it, it was more explosive but longer longer sprints. Okay. Right? We're the guys that do those long sprints. The, the center midfielders were more uh, – it was more kind of just one pace at a time. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like short little bursts. And, but they cover a lot of ground. Right? It's continual running that they mostly do. Center backs, not too much. You know, you could see them tracking just up and down, just holding mm -hmm. the line. And as you broke forward, they're, they're kind of walking up. Um, and then the strikers are just lazy, aren't they? <laughs> 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 They'll have a sprint here and there, and then yeah. they're walking the whole time. Taking all the glory. 
Yeah. No, knowing that your, your manager and your sports science team can know exactly how far you're running, I mean, was that a motivator for you? You couldn't really hide, right, in, in the modern era when that technology came in. No, you could not hide at all. Couldn't hide at all because then they put the cameras up in the stadiums as well, right? So you go back, they'd watch, and then they can they can pinpoint your movements of where you ran, how the play developed, where you were. So there was zero hiding. And before that was the GPS, when it was, that's when it was time hiding. to retire, eh, Jimmy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Technology just caught up with me. <laughs> Why do they put these catapult systems on goalkeepers, Craig? Because they do they do gauge how far keepers run. I mean, some of those stats are great. Like Edison runs more than you know. Berbatov, <laughs> right? <laughs> or or some, but some really weird ones. But why would they bother with that goalkeeper? Surely they can't gain much from that. No, no. You're not gaining uh, much from tracking GPS of a goalkeeper. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Just jogging back to the halfway line back of Edison or Allison, right? You know, uh, hey, I, I, always, I always, Stacks, I always wondered, as a goalkeeper, you know, if you're, if you're in a team that's got quite a bit of possession, balls in the you know, in the opposition's half, keeping the ball going forward. What, what goes through your mind as a goalkeeper? Are you thinking, oh, the play's not here. It's not coming back for a while. And, oh, I wonder what I'm going to have for lunch. <laughs> what am I going to do tonight? <laughs> do you mind wonder? No. See, Jimmy, that's, that's the difference. I was, I was just zoned in. And when it was down the other end, I was usually running from box to box, from the corner of the box to the corner of the box, keep myself zoned in to what, the, what was going on, Jimmy. Were you really? Yeah, yeah. I could see you just leaning against the, the post, having a, smoke. Having a chat, having a chat oh, with the fans. Well, that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> there's Asking everybody between, how they're doing. <laughs> yeah, there's a difference between what I wanted to do and what I did. But Craig, I mean, it's a good point. I mean, as a goalkeeper, you don't want to be busy because that means your team's under pressure. But at the same time, it's a lot more fun being busy, isn't it? Yes, it is. But when you're in that professional environment, you don't care if you stood there for 90 minutes and did off a 2 nothing win. Not a problem. And you're never, as a goalkeeper, thinking, oh, I'm having so much fun for an hour left. Because if you've got a clean sheet <laughs> right. or you're one, you want to give it at one or you're winning, you're, you, you, you want that clock to run as quickly as you can. Where maybe a striker is thinking, I'm in a pretty good spot. I've had a couple chances. I would like to have one more buzzing around i wish there was 10 minutes left goalkeepers that's never the case even though i did enjoy the moment sometimes but that's not you're not hoping there's another half hour left those games when you like win four three right and in the room afterwards everyone's happy the boys are great you know cheering singing really feeling great do you ever have that imposter syndrome like how oh, wasn't really down to me i gave up three goals still won the game you know you sat in the corner by yourself head down thinking oh, you guys enjoy yourselves i'm not part of this well yeah it's interesting and i think i've talked about that before as a goalkeeper you you'd be you're better off i mean for longevity if you play really well have a blinder lose two to one as opposed to win four to three and you let two soft ones in because you're not going to be in that team very much longer it doesn't matter <laughs> right. if they keep winning or not so self-preservation somewhat too you know you're probably you're looking after yourself, trying to do your job, your play your position, and keep your spot regardless of the results. Hey, we were joking about uh, you know this game being this 2020 final and and what it would be like if uh, they brought all the players back from 2020. How happy are Fords that this game was uh, able to be scheduled in June and not in August when Insigne <laughs> when Insigne is here? I mean, for the gate, I guess it would have been pretty awesome. Uh, at Tim Hortons Field, it would have been pretty great to see Lorenzo Insigne on that uh, giant CFL pitch. But it's weird, yeah. though. Isn't it? I mean, say whoever wins this thing, I mean. Whoever wins this thing, right? They're going to be parading this this cup around the field, right? And good for them. 
right? They won a championship, a real championship, right? But it's, it's kind of overlapping with Charms. But it's overlapping. Is it not a championship because it's Back to the Future? <laughs> you mean Uncle Charms? No, yeah. this no your standards for championships, buddy. It does, this is, nice this to know this qualified. Let me text Ashton now so he knows because I think he left <laughs> wondering. No, this is highest level in, in Canada and North America, right? Meeting up, right? It's almost like a finalissima. It actually really is, right? So, um, I don't know. It's just the overlapping. It's weird, isn't it? Should should it be two trophies? When, when's the actual next Canada championship game? The semis are the 22nd, I think. 22nd, right? Of this yeah. month. Of this month, yeah. So it is strange. Well, it's really strange. You think they would just leave it? Of <laughs> no. no winner for twenty twenty. No, I think they, I think they deserve it. And and the fact that they weren't able to squeeze it in, it was because Forge was playing in the Concacaf League, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Forge was battling to to get a Concacaf Champions League place after that island game that season that season that was just mm, crazy, yeah. like. Uh, as a club, as an organization, there's still a few players, obviously, on the team that were part of that 2020 team. I think they deserve it. But if if they lose it, whoever loses it, do they like not? Does it not bother them because it's years ago? Times healed. <laughs> Should have asked Ashton. You know what I mean? Oh, geez, you know, TFC lose to to Forge, right? Big moment, historic result for Forge. But that was just too. So I've kind of got over it now, even though it was actually yesterday. <laughs> I could continue this kind of conversation forever. This, yeah. this kind of. Well, I'm, I'm going to because I know a lot. I'm going to because uh, I know a lot of people want to know what Wonger's, you know, era would be. Yes. And so my my era would be. So I'll ask you guys: When did you stop being able to smoke and drink like the night before? Was that in like the eighties? Ninety-five, maybe. No, ask Craig this. No, Craig, Craig you when, answer this. When did you have to take it like that level of professionalism? That you went, oh, I can't smoke and drink the day before, or you had you stopped watching some of your teammates do that. You've heard his Shaka story, yeah, yeah, but I don't know what year that was, and he wasn't playing. Yeah, expectantly, he was. He was that day. I wasn't playing. No, what year I only, was it? Uh, in my whole career, well, it was about uh, two thousand, something like that. I oh. was uh, two thousand one, maybe. Uh, but it was. I never went out my whole career. Two nights before a game, I was very professional that way. I would have a drink. Um, the smoking was a, a problem for me. That continued <laughs> until after I retired. <laughs> but that particular game with Shaka, I decided to go out. I knew I was on the subs bench. And I'm like, oh, that's geez, You know, I don't do this, but I'm going to go out tonight. There was a friend had a party and we actually had tons of drink. And I'm like, yeah, I won't, I won't play tomorrow. What are the chances? And I was hung over to hell. And at halftime, Shaka's struggling with a hamstring and... He's like, yeah, can't continue. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. This is not good at all. So I, I go to the treatment room. I'm over top of Shaka. Right over top of him is Shaka. He's like, what? I'm like, you got to play. He goes, I can't, big man. I'm like, no, no, you got to play. I went out last night. I am absolutely fucked. I cannot see. I, I am struggling. You've got to play. He goes, I can't. I can't, big man. I'm done. I'm like, oh, fuck it. Les, the goalkeeper coach, I said, get my gloves, Les. Let's go. Get a little warm up before the second half. And we were playing Sunderland. At home, we were 1-0 down a half. We ended up losing 2-0, and I absolutely threw in Don Hutchison, who was later a West Ham player. Uh, he curled one around the wall. I, I I was there. I read it. It was quite simple, except there was three or four balls I could see, and I couldn't pick the right one, and I picked the wrong <laughs> one. 
<laughs> I, I pushed it right in, I pushed it right on the top of the net. It was like it was absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible. We've got to find that goal somewhere. I'm sure it's yeah. on YouTube or something. Boy. Yeah. So to answer the question, the year that that was a thing. That I want to be, you know, last days of disco, last days of drinking and smoking before a match. You, you could still do it and have fun. Yeah, I think I think Wonger would be in that George Best era, like yeah, and NASL in the seventies, you would have you would have loved that. <laughs> He's NASL yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah Wonger's NASL absolutely. Right? Club Water Four. Tom Rogan drinking it with the president's family. You know, you're, you're the but, guy dragging Johan Cruyff through back doors of nightclubs. Yeah, yeah. Wonger wearing those sh- short shorts. <laughs> <laughs> the short Adidas ones. Yeah, the short Adidas ones. <laughs> Brian Bubb would tell stories about going into New York, you know, to play games and going to Club Fifty Four, partying their asses off, playing the next day smelling like George Best this smell whiskey on his breath on the field mm-hmm. like that's Wonga's era absolutely that would be amazing yeah. amazing this CPL we talked about it the other day though this if the Forge can beat TFC does this go to that leveling off and obviously there's space like Ashton mentioned but man that's a big thing if the Forge win the Canadian Championship even though it's 2020 is it not mm. For sure, it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it really is. Mm. I'll be the first CPL team to win it. Mm-hmm. I would say though, would there not be like a slight asterisk oh, on geez. it though, because it is this Back to the Future weird game? It's not the same two teams. It's in the Aster- middle. Of asterisk. The asterisk. 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 Mm. That's how I said. There's no X. People think there's an X and asterisk. But. <laughs> so you invented the language. You're allowed to dictionary dot charms. Yeah, this is an educational show as well. <laughs> what an asshole, um, Uncle Mini. Could there be an asterisk? An asterisk beside? Um, that's a really good question, though. Jeez, I think I think there probably would be. I mean, they'd be holding the, they're holding the trophy for like about a month. Yeah. Is it even a month mm-hmm. that they get it? Pa- see, parallel universes kind of, my brain can't really comprehend them and understand. So I'm trying to make sense of this. If you win a championship from two years ago today, what does it mean for this year's championship and even last year's? Whoever wins it, whoever wins it, they need to drop in, like Photoshop a picture of Marty McFly and Doc Brown in the DeLorean in the back. <laughs> Just with people cheering. And then you see the car going by. It's the, uh, the butterfly effect, isn't it? Isn't that what they call it? Oh yeah! Shit! What could happen? They could ch- they could change the course of Jimmy. The Jimmy could tomorrow. be making a Jimmy could make a comeback. Yeah, <laughs> they're <laughs> calling him up. Jimmy's still your your coach. Oh jeez, they're still York Nine. Yeah, the, he hasn't been hired yet. B's not even on the podcast. That's right. He appears as a guest. Is that what you're dreaming about? Is this? Well, I love that these are the things that you're naming. You we we could we could show up on Sunday night, and it's a very different podcast. Dickio steps in. <laughs> right. <laughs> Me and Wonger and Craig are the same idiots. JC's still here, right? But it could be yeah. a throwback edition if one thing changes tomorrow. Yeah. You know who's not on board with that because he's not about to go in a hotel in Prince Edward Island with Paul Stall Terry watching game tape? Jimmy is not going back in time to replicate 2020. No chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The best Western, Charlottetown. <laughs> hey, speaking, of, speaking of Danny Dicchio, guys, Danny Dicchio, uh, we'll jump forward a couple years. <laughs> I think it's the 22 U.S. Open Cup. Sacramento Republic, his team are in the quarterfinals. Uh, they beat San Jose. 
um, in the last round, and they, they're going to come up against the LA Galaxy. And they, them and Omaha are the only teams left in that quarter quarterfinals um, outside of MLS teams. Yeah, so oh, cool. they've got some exciting games coming up as well. He did say that the traveling's absolutely intense. I thought those guys in that league down there spent most of the time in their conference, but they go East Coast a lot. The traveling is is. I gotta say, it's worse than MLS. Like it is crazy intense. And you traveling. said East Coast, Craig. Where where was it? Where was he traveling East Coast? Like, did he go all the way across the country? Like that six yeah. hour flight? Oh, yeah, wow. New York. I mean, they're in San Antonio. They're in Orlando. in Orlando? Where are they? El Paso. Um, Hope they fly to Colorado. Well, they're flying, yeah. But I mean, that's a lot of expense for those clubs. I don't know how they do it, quite honestly. Remember, Ditch is bitching and whining about the bus rides at TFC, too. Oh, God. It's like relentless, wasn't it? Just, oh, yeah, we know, Ditch, you're stuck in the bus the last four days. We know. Went through some really bad parts of the States. We know. So hopefully that they treat him better because a whiny Ditch is one of the worst human beings in the world. He does, he does say he enjoys the palm trees in his backyard. Oh, he does. He's golfing <laughs> all the time. He's just sitting out there with olive oil on his skin and that tinfoil like Kramer. <laughs> He's got no time for that. He's got yeah. no time. He's traveling all the time. <laughs> there, was, there was a guy outside my window here at work yesterday loading up a pickup truck, and I swear to God it's Deej's twin brother. I almost got my took a picture of him. My phone was in the other room. But, yeah, it like it, he looked identical to Deej. I don't think it was him though. I uh, this was anyone around that could have got that reference because the doppelgangers and looky likeies is a thing that we've done forever, right? We yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah. Actually, yeah. My boy Albert here, he's a big fan of the podcast. He would have got that for sure, but he wasn't in the room at the time. He wasn't in the room at the time. No. As a, I uh, I went to a bar last night and there was a Erling Holland lookalike, and no one at the table knew who it, who he was. And I just put my head in my hands. I'm like, you'll know next season in the champions league they're like which manchester is you know he plays for united like, oh you guys i know you need to be in the right crowd like oh look there's a pasco gross lookalike this does, does, doesn't work in most crowds here right <laughs> that usually happens when i'm with my wife it's someone like yeah I'm, I'm at the grocery store like oh my god look it's louis zhao who's <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm um, sure you roll in some uh some footy picks here wonger yeah, and I, uh, you guys keep talking because I forgot <laughs> to do it. I was so enthralled with your. Well, how about someone sing, sing the song, and by the time we, we come back, it's footy picks. Not you, it's footy picks. It's footy picks. On footy prime. Oh, it's brutal. Yeah, it's it, it really is the worst. It's not supposed to be good. No. All right. Well, it's not. I thought we were going <laughs> to invest in professionalizing it, making it sound a little more. Mm. You mean like with JC, our professional voice guy? Could do that. Yeah. Or Elena. He's, he's even writing music scores now. Could be. Ooh. He is. Um, actually, lots of great feedback for his last opening on Wednesday. Yeah, it was great. It was brilliant. I'm trying to find some pics here too. Jesus Christ. A lot of, there was a lot of feedback about you, Uncle Sharms. Yeah, miserable Uncle Sharms, apparently. <laughs> the drunk uncle Wonga called me. Yeah, it's the heat, you know? We're all a little sharper tongued because of the heat. Hey, I got my air conditioning fixed, though, so that was nice. It was well, plus, what, 32 degrees the other day? And my air conditioning blew out. And my kids and I did one of those sweltering sleeps where I just oh. sleep on the first floor and they got the fans. 
because you don't have them when you're I don't know. wasn't It wasn't a good sleep, so I was cranky. They're the worst sleeps, aren't they? Horrible sleeps. Oh. Any luck with the odds? Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, going to take the lead, the lead here. Okay. All right. Wales, Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know if there was another game you were looking at, but Wales, Ukraine for that uh, to punch their ticket to Qatar. Wales are slight favorites in full time. These North Star bet odds plus 175 for Wales. Ukraine is plus 188. And then the tie is plus 205, which means mm-hmm. that they're expecting this to go to penalties. Right. Anytime you see the numbers aligned for for the home and the away side, and that draw below two twenty five, it means they're they're taking a lot of action on the draw, or they're expecting the draw. So Ukraine, if you watch that game against Scotland, um, as as good as they were, they were also dead on their feet by the end of it. They're exhausted. Most of these guys haven't played football since December. Right. A couple yeah. of friendlies were organized behind closed doors for obvious reasons. Their their club teams shut down. So. If this goes long, which it might well do, you have to favor Wales, I think. But they're stars, though. You're right. And it's, I mean, MLS teams, uh, the United States men's national team in Canada have experienced this. But half of those st- stars are playing in the Champions League. Half of U- Ukraine's players are were playing up until last week. Mm-hmm. I think two-thirds of them weren't, though. Wasn't it two-thirds? Wasn't it? Maybe it was I that think it was that many. Yeah, it surprised me how many there were actually based domestically. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's not everyone. Um I know. It's also the emotional toll. The emotional toll that's been taking on them as well. You know, that's it. That comes into play. I don't know how long that's going to carry them. It seems brilliant so far. And uh, I'll take. I I I wouldn't want to bet against uh, Ukraine. I just got the soft spot for them that everybody else I think does well. And even the Scotland game was the oddest situation in a game where you know a guy like Graham Sunis. Scotsman, you know, it was torn by the result and what's going to happen before the game. You know, it's, it's just something very unusual. And Wales are now going to face the same sort of thing too. And they've got to forget about that. And they got to try to work about, you know, think about this. And this is about us. And, you know, you got to forget about the soft spot you might have for the other team. It's a very difficult, very difficult situation. I like the draw. If you parlay that with, with Wales, though, to qualify for the World Cup, they're probably some pretty decent odds, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. I might go with that. It's going I like long, that, Charms. I like that. Going. I like it. It's going long, boys. It's going long. Um, any other games there you got? Do we find TFC Forge? I couldn't. I'm trying to. I couldn't find it. it. Yeah, I've got. Uh, I've got the CPLs, uh, the Wanderers versus York. So there's a game. Try uh, 2020. Go back. Toss <laughs> 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 my doesn't exist. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, there's so many books, and uh, you know they're all trying to figure out where soccer places uh, and and how to be able to put a tab up for what competition it is. Explaining competitions. Uh, my wife was quite upset yesterday. When I was watching Portugal and Spain in the UEFA Nations League, and she's got this chart uh, that she actually put on a mug to explain all the leagues, so she doesn't have to ask me what I'm watching. <laughs> That's great. And so she's she's literally drinking out of this mug, and she goes. This is uh, the Conference League? And I go, no, this is the Nations League. And she goes, what the fuck is the Nations League? (laughs) (laughs) I was like taken aback. I'm like, what? And she's like, it's not on my fucking mug. And I went, oh, God. There's not an internet. There's not an international, you know, on the international tab on the mug, we only did the big tournaments, right? The World Cup, the European Championships, the Continental Tournaments. And she goes, this is, so the winner qualifies for the Euros? And I went, 
Well, it's a little complicated. (laughs) You can improve your chances of qualifying for the Euros, but it's not like the European club competitions where the winner, you know, wins automatic qualification to the next one. So her mind was just just blown watching that. So So you you need you need a 2.0. You need to this is like you need a second mug. 2.0 mug. Might need like a full fridge and just paint on the fridge. Yeah, we still is. run out of space. It's got to be a nice it's got to be a yard glass really to get all the bloody leagues and tournaments on there to fit. It's crazy. A mega pint. A mega pint buddy. Yeah. <laughs> we should uh, actually you know we we, we yeah. We're gonna get branding done, fully prime branding, right? Those giant if we got bags. a mug, a mug made like a huge mug called Wonger's mug, the picture of his face, and then all the various leagues mm. and tournaments, because we're often trying to explain to Wonger how these things work too. Mm. That's not that's a bad a idea. That sell. That's a good. That's a good idea. I think we should get the the fans to design our football jersey. Yeah, that's a good idea too. Well, Carrie Ryan was uh, was asking about that, and I was like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this. It's a good idea." I mean, we've we've taken the the neon green and black kind of as our colors, but if we had fans design, it would just be brown, just be brown shirts. I think brown, there should be brown shirts, green, black and white. <laughs> there are, there aren't many brown shirts. No, I can think of some Sheffield United away strips and uh, brown's Saint not a good Pauli. color. Brown's Saint just not Pauli. good. Are they brown? St. Pauli, yeah. Yeah, yeah St. Pauli, that's it's right. Like a yeah. rust brown, yeah. Yeah, mm. Jimmy, yeah but rust isn't that, brown to me. Uh, Brown's brown. You that know? neon green with Norwich, though. Like, did you have to run around in that? Uh, yeah. Yes, oh, I did. Longer. Horrible. It's actually, quite uh, yeah, we actually, yeah, when I was there, we, we uh, our away kit was really nice. It was a dark green. But then the Ugh, home kit Ugly. They that, suck. That, Norwich sucked, dick. <laughs> but the but the yellow the yellow the bright yellow with the green yeah it's uh oh it's so looked like a big looked like a big banana running around yeah it's not good it's a bad look but did it help yeah. though having the bright colors so you could pick out your teammates easier is that a thing well, you couldn't you couldn't hide no, no sure. you couldn't hide up there yeah christine point. couldn't track you down <laughs> um okay, so we don't we don't have real odds but shall we give predictions for this 2020 canadian championship model? let's do it uh jimmy's going to be on the broadcast so uh i don't know if, if we'll we should measure and see if his prediction changes from today to the broadcast you want to go first jimmy uh <clears throat> i think tfc will win i think it'll be 2-1 i think forge will get a goal I think you're right. I think you're right. Although I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for Bobby's side here. I'm gonna say they're gonna just, they're gonna nick it. They're gonna be the first CPL team to win the Canadian. Come on, Forge! I'm gonna lean on the experience of Greg Vanny as TFC coach, right? And uh, how he's done well, obviously, towards the end of his term. There's rumors that he might be leaving soon, guys. Not sure if you saw this or not. But, uh, what are the odds? What are the odds that he goes to LA? Yeah. Pretty decent, I think. Minus ten thousand. <laughs> A lot of juice to lay. And there's, yeah. I think they're looking at this guy Chris Arbus to come in. Is that true? Yeah, that's the rumor. I hear the rumors. Rumors? Yep, yep. Uh, but, you know, I think they should give it to Dickio. You know, he's been playing his trade through the academy uh, for years yeah. there. TFC 2, maybe it's time to give Dietrich at least an interview. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so I'm going for TFC, a narrow win, a narrow win. But uh, the, the Forge will, will do themselves proud. 
I think Forge will do themselves proud. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna join Craig here. Uh, initially, I was I was thinking two one scoreline, but I'm gonna go one nil Forge. It's a final. They're gonna play it out like a final. All right. I hope so. I think it'd be great. It'd be great for Canadian football for sure. Yeah. All right, boys. Um, I think that's it for the massive game for Forge. Yeah. If, if you're not show. doing anything, get down there. At least watch it. Apparently, you've got a great commentary team tomorrow. Some ex-player used to play left back for a few clubs around Europe. So, uh, don't don't expect so, much. So you're saying go live? So you uh, go and watch it live? So you can so avoid you don't it on the broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't listen to me. Just go watch it. <laughs> yeah, no, but check it out. Uh, should be a lot of fun, and maybe uh, one of those historical moments for Canadian soccer. Another one ahead of Panama, Canada, of course, on Sunday. Um, thanks, boys. We're back on Sunday night. Or Monday morning or something. Actually, I'm not sure I can make it. We'll talk off camera. Tell us. We'll talk off camera. Okay. All right, boys. Um, Hope you enjoyed that. Thanks to Ashton Morgan. Thanks to Forge for setting that up for us. Um, Buy newspapers. Cheers for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 